Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here on a Saturday. Had a little rain, but I think we're going to be all right. The sun may even come out. Who knows? Oh, man. Waking up, waking up. How are you doing this morning? How are you doing this day, I should say? I was looking over my stuff. We're going to be going to New Mexico pretty soon. And I want to take a game. I want to take uh, something. I want to take something we can play in the downtime. Something easy, simple, easy peasy. The first thing I thought of was, well, Swords of Wizardry Light. I've got plenty of that. And that's easy to convert, but... My grandsons, especially Gage, are kind of partial to basic D&D, so I think I'll just take my real cyclopedia and some stuff, if you know what I mean. I have dozens of things I've downloaded off the internet, and I can always do a quick map. Speaking of which, that's one thing I really don't like to do is mapping, as far as creating a dungeon. That's why I always tend to go online and take one and adapted to whatever I'm doing. Dyson Logos is good for that. Dyson's Dodecahedron. Look it up. And he's got plenty of plenty of blank maps all over the place. That's a good thing. But if you want to do your own, we'll talk about that in a minute. Right now I wanted to think of can you come up with a scenario, a simple scenario for something in this occasion. Well, yeah, you can. I've got plenty of books to do that. The Tome of Adventure design is rather well done, and I like using it, but it may be a little bit too complicated for what I want to do. I kind of wrote some notes out, kind of off of Richard LeBlanc's D30 series, Sandbox and DM Companions because it's got a nice two-part adventure creator in there. Something simple. Also, the one-page dungeon contest every year seems to turn out a lot of adventures, simple dungeon delves, things like that, all on one page. Those are easy to print out and take with you. There's one called Hellmarsh, Hellmarsh Monastery that I use a lot, especially as a Swords of Wizardry Light demo because it's just easy to do and it deals with things I'm familiar with, lizard men and other things like that. That's a good one right there. But I can't take that this time because both my boys, both my grandboys, have been through it too many times, especially Gage. That's the trouble. Once they start playing, you can't... I, I go, okay, they already did that. They already did that. They don't want to do that again. So i got to come up with something fresh. The one-page dungeons, those are good for that. Okay, maps. Let's talk maps for a minute. Like I said, you can adapt to that. And I know a few... If you want to draw your own, I know a few shortcuts that I've stolen from several places. The Vornheim book by Zach Smith is an excellent resource for things like that. He does a lot of dice drop stuff. He said, look at a D6. Look how the pip, a D6 with pips on it. Look how the pips are arranged. Those can be rooms. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is a flow chart. Just make a flow chart. 
And the nice thing about flowcharts is you can write all the information right on the flowchart of how big the room is, what's in the room, if there's a monster, trick, trap, whatever. And that's always handy. Also, one of my favorite ones, because it actually gives you a direction, is John Four's role-playing tips. He was the one who came up with the five-room dungeon model. And it consists of five rooms. And it is it kind of tells you what should be in each room. For instance, room one, entrance and guardian. Okay, that's pretty much self-explanatory. You can actually have somebody stop people from getting in. And they have to fight it or something like that. Room two, a puzzle or role-playing challenge. Now you can put a puzzle, a trap, whatever. You can put another being in there to either role play with or an obstacle to overcome, things like that. Room three, a red herring. Now, red herrings are, well, is this the real reason we're here or is it something to lead us astray? That's a red herring right there. It's not exactly what you're looking for, but either it, either it's, okay, you're looking for a, the red gem of Kabbalah, and there's, on a pedestal in the room, is a red gem. Now, is that the red gem? Is that a cursed gem? Is that a whole, is that an illusion of a gem? Or something that you take and it triggers a trap? You don't know. It's a red herring. You may think, okay, snatch and grab. You grab it, like Indiana Jones in the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. He snatches it, all hell breaks loose. That can happen too. Room four, climax, big battle or conflict. This is the main thing. Say you've got the the red gem, gem over there, but it's blocked by a minotaur who's spoiling for battle. Got to get around him or a bunch of zombies or something like that. It's the main thing in the dungeon. And then the fifth room can be a plot twist. Either it can be the denouement or a plot twist. It's, it's kind of... Like you can say, you can have a big chest in there. Oh, the, the the gem must be in there. You fight whatever's in there or whatever trick and trap you get in there, and you open it up and you find a note saying, "Ha ha, I already got here, your rival," or a map to where the red gem really is, or a gar another guardian. Uh, you may find more treasure, which le- which leads to finding a map, which leads to another adventure etc 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 or there's a complication um the gem has to stay there to keep everything you know you take the gem the place falls down it's a low bearing gem what can i say so whatever and the beauty part about that is you don't have to stop at five rooms because what you can do is in the fifth room you can lead them to another set of five rooms etc etc you can make it as big and as small as you want it and my take on this or rather my addition to this is okay you have a five room dungeon why don't you intersperse four three or four other rooms in between the room one two three four five because say it is a complex and say one all the the five rooms are the main rooms but the other ones are like sub rooms they could have little little encounters little maybe a little battle or maybe just empty rooms with stuff in them there may be clues in those rooms you don't know maybe there's a pit that makes you fall into another level which is another five room dungeon there you go hey so five room dungeons are very very versatile 
I can sit down and go, okay, one, two, three, five, blah, 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 blah. And okay, I'll put this here, this here, this here, this here, this here. If I want to put extra rooms, I can do that, or I can lead on to another five room dungeon, things like that. So, to sum up, five room dungeons are pretty good. I like to use them. Layout dungeon layout, take the flow chart example I talked about earlier. Look at the flow chart. That's a dungeon. Just put it in dungeon form. You can do that. Zach Smith says, look at a D6, how the pips are arranged. Those are how the rooms are arranged. That's a really simple one. Do a dice drop. Take a bunch of D4s, drop them on a grid, and see where they land. Use the points of the D4s as the help for the dimensions of the room. That's another way to do it. I like dice drops because they're totally, totally random. I like that. That's That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So that's some way to get something going right away. If you have... If you bring the books on a trip and the kids are bored, haul them out and say, hey, let's play. And I would give myself maybe 15 minutes to come up with something. To me, and to me, that's a challenge. I like those kind of challenges. Give me 15 minutes, I'll have a story for you. I'll have a dungeon for you. And uh, to me, that's, I, I believe the Iron GM competition is still going on and somebody does that. I remember back in the day, well, back in the day, it was only like, what, five, seven years ago, when, I don't know if it was NWorld or OSRgaming.org, but they had, I think it was NWorld or like Nutkinland or something, they had an Iron GM competition where they'd throw out five to ten things, rather five or five things, and you got to incorporate them into an adventure. And you have X, you have to, till the end of the week. That was, that's being generous. I would have given them like 48 hours or less to do it because... I like doing that because that keeps your mind sharp, you know, keeps you thinking and such for these kind of games. So that's my idea of gaming on vacation. And so time for me to go do what I need to do. I think I need to go to the grocery store. And until I see you next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.